Welcome to For the Record episode number 67. Hope everybody is having a great end of the week and are getting ready for the lovely weekend that we're about to have. I know it's been kind of a long week for a good number of people. Um, we're not going to talk about politics. <laughs> I really don't want to. Um, but um, I really hope that everyone has a great weekend um, because there is a lot to look forward to and I want everybody to... Um, be as happy as they can be right now. Um, we need to laugh. We need to listen to music. We need to watch movies and television. We need to read books. We need to get out and be with friends and with the people that we care about, um, as shitty as things may be. Um, this episode is, uh, there is no, like, uh, it, it wasn't like a biographical show. This was a little bit different, the thing that I wanted to do. Um, I have, uh, three good friends who went to NAM, which is the music convention, uh, the, the musical gear and instrument convention that takes place in, uh, Los Angeles every, um, excuse me, every winter, um, and every January, it's like, it's, it's a massive, massive convention, and there's every possible brand type of gear, um, instrument imaginable at this place, and it's, it's, it's so overwhelmingly awesome, uh, but they went, uh, so Ciro, Andy, and Connor came on the show, um, to talk about, they all went to check out new stuff for, they're all in bands. They, and we just, we kind of, we, we dicked around a little bit, but we also talked about the convention and we talked about, um, everything that was, everything that looked really cool about it and everything that was just, that was about the, I guess the, the convention culture that there really is now. I mean, this whole, this show took place in the entire, it, it filled up every single floor, top, bottom, like all the way to the basement of this convention center. And it was and just hearing about it alone. It makes me want to go even more next year. Um, so enjoy this, uh, enjoy this episode. This episode was brought to you by audible.com. Tired of wanting to read all the time and never having the time to do so? Use Audible.com. Audible gives you access to over 180,000 top-notch and high-quality audiobooks, allowing you to listen to them um, wherever you go. So you can listen to your favorite books, new stories. Um, you can listen to them on your commute, um, at the gym, when you're on a break at the office, uh, maybe when you're doing work, um, if you like to uh, fuck around and don't want to be productive or... Um, I don't know. Don't listen to me. Um, but do go and um, <laughs> subscribe to audible.com. Um, if you'd like to sign up for a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial, you can go to audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. Once again, that is audibletrial.com slash shameless promo. All right, so we're gonna get started. Um, uh, this is episode number sixty-seven. For the record, our NAM two thousand seventeen recap. Um, I do want to give a quick little preface. I put something at the end of the episode. I'd originally tried to record this as the introduction, and it went really fucking long. So it's about the reason why I thanked uh, the Nerdist team, uh, Chris Hardwick, Matt Myra, and Jonah Ray in the last episode. It was, I guess, it's a little bit more serious, but I. Um, so if it sounds like I'm introducing the episode and it doesn't make sense, that is why I just, I cut it out because it was going way too long, but, um, I put it at the end of this as kind of the stinger. Um, it's, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit about my experience and it's hopefully a message of hope to some people, um, that are out there that maybe are going through something that's a little bit, um, disheartening for them. I, I just, I, I really hope it is. And this, this episode was very fun and it was very, um, it was very uh, positive and friendly, and I I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, so here we go. 
Greg's place. <laughs> yes, sir. Does Thank you, sir. Have you seen old Greg? Oh, I love old Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love old I'm Greg. Old Greg. <laughs> Oh, Greg's got a vagina. It's a man-jana. I have a drunk Bailey's out of a shoe. Come on, Greg. Check, 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 check. It's good. Yeah, it's picking up. have a drunk Bailey's out of a shoe. have a drunk Bailey's out of a shoe. You have a drunk Bailey's from a train? It's as close as you can get to Bailey's before getting your eyes wet. This one's called Old Greg. This one's also called Old Greg. Can you guess what this one's called? Old Greg. Yes, it's called Old Greg. He was, um, that guy was here, uh, Noel Fielding, was in, he did stand-up, and I think, he, I don't know if he did Old Greg or not, really? but yeah, he came to San Francisco um, in April of last year. <laughs> I think I'm going to just start putting up a calendar on the site because people are always like, what the fuck? How did I miss that? Like, where did that come? Um, they did, well, like, uh, when I went to, uh when I photographed DNCE, they, um, I was talking with some friends of mine that they work at Live 105 with me, and they were freaking out because I just mentioned like, oh yeah, I went to this SF Sketch Fest event, and they were just like, what the fuck? How did you not know? And um, it was literally, um, it was a super small event. It was Daniel Handler, the writer for a series of unfortunate events. He spoke in a room that was like, it was just a super intimate room he signed autographs he talked about because he wrote he writes the netflix series too oh, really? and he just talks about it, and they're like what the fuck how did we miss that like <laughs> um there's a lot of shit that comes through here um Sketchfest is super fun like they did a lot of like they did stuff for futurama and king of the hill they had the whole cast for king of the hill together Really? yeah they did a 20th anniversary reunion and they had everybody come uh they did the same thing for futurama um they didn't do anything like last year they did bob's burgers they had the whole oh, cast for Bob's Burgers come. That's so cool. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, well, I don't know why I'm saying that because I didn't go, but um, <laughs> it, it seems like I it was fucking lying. Right? It Look seems fun. like a lot of fun. Okay, so we're doing this because I um, I did not go to Nam, but you guys did, and I am trying to put in coverage on the podcast and on the site for stuff that isn't just. Um, that isn't just like music festivals. I want to kind of cover a little bit more of that. And similar to the way like a tech podcast would cover like an Apple unveiling of a new product or whatever. So I want to get, and particularly from the opinion of three drummers, um, um, cause I just realized that, that there's only drummers sitting here. God damn it. They're like, Nope. Um, what was, I guess what, what, uh, what was your experience doing, going to NAMM this year like what was it a good was it bad was it it was fun it was NAMM's always kind of overwhelming just because it's huge there's so much there's stuff so many people there's so, so many things much. to see there's there's like booths there for companies you've never even heard of there's like a whole basement full of like import stuff from like Japan that nobody knows even exists yeah a bunch of boutique companies my boutique buddy's companies, company yeah. from Santa Cruz was down there in the basements I didn't even know they were there <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot to see there, but I mean, it's always fun. You see, I mean, you're walking down like the halls and you get to like walk right past your like heroes and, you know, people from like music that you've always looked up to. Like we got to see like one of our favorite drummers play, Eric Moore. Eric Moore was so good. Yeah, he was amazing. That poor drum set. <laughs> <laughs> he played an electronic drum kit and destroyed the electronic drum kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is there? Apparently, John Mayer was there. We missed that. Oh, 
there's so no many way. people there. Yeah, John Mayer was there chilling at PRS. Jeez. Um, that doesn't surprise me at all. Half the guys from Slipknot were there. A lot of metal. A lot of metal artists are always there. I feel like metal is the genre where you can get super, like, I guess nerdy about gear because oh, so like with nerdy. with punk you really can't because it's just I mean in in some ways yes but not as much as like metal because punk bands are not the ones that have 50 drums and 30 cymbals yeah. and all different <laughs> things true. and a fucking gong behind the kit and they're not really like maybe I, I don't know more about this but like they're not really like tone no they're not too worried I mean punk the whole point of it's like not to care about how you sound. Exactly. <laughs> sound how you sound. Which is tight because it's all slow. That's why it's cool, yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. But, but like, then in metal, yeah. I think in, yeah, everybody's trying to be the have the best guitar tone. Yeah. Like, I think everyone there either like plays metal or funk and jazz. Like, or is like a sixty year old like locked out <laughs> rocker. <Yeah. laughs> there were more I used to play now scooper. Dude, for real. It was so, so sick. There were too many there were many what? Leather jackets. Oh yeah, leather jackets. What else? Jean jackets, obviously fedoras. Fedoras. That was <laughs> oh, that was the best part. In a convention hall. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh Jesus. They were they were just. Yeah. Are you even famous if you're not wearing leather jackets? <laughs> 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 that is amazing. But, um, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that, like running into like the people you've always looked up to. There's a lot of like seeing all the new stuff that's coming out. Like so, all the, like the guitars and like interfaces and drums and all that crap that like isn't even out yet. You get to see that. So yeah, that's, cool. that's awesome so stuff. That's super. Yeah, I mean, it feels. Like, I mean, how how big is it in terms of the the size oh, of the con- like like how much of the convention center does it take up? The, the entire the, thing. The whole thing. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Multiple it's floors. Like, wow. Fields worth of guitar center. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is like Comic Con for music music gear essentially. Much, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is this is the big. Was there anything that you guys were there particularly for? Or I mean, obviously, like, y- you go just to go to the, the convention. But yeah. was there anything specifically you were like, fuck, I have to see this. I have to go and check this out. Um, I guess, like, our own, like, personal companies that we all enjoy. Like, as these guys know, I'm the hugest, like, DW <laughs> fan. <laughs> so that's always what I want to go see there. Um, Nerd. <laughs> I'm sure for Connor, what, like, SJC... It was just cool seeing Jay Weinberg and his kit at yeah, SJC. I was, was like, yeah. that's sick. Yeah, that was tight to see. Did they make Slipknot's kit? Yeah. Slipknot's kit was there, yeah. And wow. Jay was actually there. He was doing uh, a signing. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, super cool to see. It was just cool seeing like so many like companies I've never heard of, but like that make such like genuinely sick products. Yeah. I was like, yeah. That's fun. What about you? Um, I mean, I kind of go and... I, I've kind of had my turn at everything with like guitar and drums and yeah. recording and so I kind of go and just see everything I guess I don't know <laughs> I didn't really like go with a purpose to find anything like I just go to hang out and you really want to check out like all look the, at the, all the audio coffin case girls and oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes it finally came up <laughs> it's been what five minutes there there's have you seen coffin case no girls? what is that I can't believe <laughs> right. it's pretty much just these girls in just like full on like leather like you don't know where like their leather begins and the skin ends <laughs> full on leather is like uh, not very much leather at all <laughs> like there only enough leather. only enough to cover yeah. what, what needs to be covered <laughs> Walking syphilis? Airborne syphilis. No, no. You're going to catch airborne syphilis because that's my Twitter handle now. 
Airborne Syphilis is the name of my Skid Row cover band. Really? <laughs> wow, wow, that's a weird thing to have in common. Sebastian Bach, please come on the show. <laughs> I would just talk about Gilmore Girls with him the whole time. Gilmore Girls? Gilmore Girls. What? What? Dude, what the fuck? So, uh, okay, I don't want to talk about Gilmore Girls for too long because people are going to think. He yeah, loves whatever. Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I love Gilmore okay. Girls. Okay. So, <laughs> he, in the in the show, there's this, uh, actually, Rory's like one of the main characters. Yeah. My girlfriend had, watches it, so yeah. I, I, ca- I catch it. But I don't. I, like, I'm not, like, so, I don't watch it, but like, my girlfriend <laughs> yeah, does. Uh, yeah, it's me either. I don't remember. But um, her best friend uh, is like this little Korean girl who plays in like a rock band. Oh, shit, yeah. She plays okay. Drums. And like, uh, I don't know how it happened. They did like a lineup change or something, and somehow he's not playing Sebastian Bach, but it's Sebastian. But like Bach a rock star, oh, playing yeah. a terrorist, and he's like supposed to be like this, like, like way too old for the band, like overaged, like rocker dude. He plays guitar in the band. Oh my god, it's fucking awesome. That is amazing. So he's in like a good, like a good majority of the show. That's funny. Wow. I've I've seen the show and it's it's not bad. I just haven't caught onto it oh, because I've got my cue list is backed up a thousand times. It's so girly, but I love it. <laughs> it just seems like one of those shows that's just totally normal. Like there's nothing is, yeah. super crazy, and it's I can understand why it's like a relaxing kind of show because there isn't. There isn't big special effects. There isn't a no. ton of like people aren't dying. There isn't big drama. It's just two people chatting, yeah, and it's, it's just like, kind it's of like normal drama, and relaxing. Drama and humor, I guess. Yeah, it's like it's really funny. Like all of, I mean, all of those um, WB shows are just yeah. are fucking great. And Anyways, perfect throwbacks. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> are we talking about Nam or Gilmore Girls? Because I'm down for either. I just like. <laughs> What is this? What is this There's actually a podcast um, that Cassie told me about that's called Gilmore Guys, and it's two guys that w- watched every episode and do commentary for it. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, oh, which is kind of cool. I, and I thought that was a super creative I'm name. So, <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys go and look just specifically at drum stuff, or did you just kind of wander? Like, And how long were you there? for two days two days okay. we were there like in total like we got there Thursday night and left Sunday afternoon gotcha thinking that Sunday oh we're, we're gonna chill there a little bit no you could see everything there like easy in a day yeah, yeah. that for was sure. the first time I've ever been there for more than a day like usually I finish the whole thing in a day the but. second day was just like going back and looking at stuff that like we specifically thought was cool and like trying out guitars and stuff and yeah people yeah and like seeing people yeah. yeah we met up with a bunch of our friends there was there was more like People I know there than ever this year. Yeah. So many people went, like, so other bands and stuff. Like, I don't know. Every time I've been, it's been, like, the only, the, the few people I know from, that work in the industry, like, those are the only people I see there. But now it's, like, I'm running into, like, everybody there. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's cool, but. That's fun. It's, it's, what that's what's making it so crowded, I think, now. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, really crowded. Was it impossible to walk through the crowd, or was it just, it was like, really just packed? packed just packed yeah, yeah it if you like because everyone's walking down the center of the what do you want to call it the, the center i don't know so like if you go down like the side of it it's not that bad there wasn't i mean it was walkable like you could get through it but it there was a couple points in time where i'm like dude get out of my way yeah like, i just want to <laughs> see some gear dude walking through the the coffin case section was pretty hard <laughs> oh, it was so hard I mean, I was hard. I mean, it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I mean, what? what? Did you hear that? Well played. Um, (laughs) I don't know how to follow that. That was great. Um, Was it just like a bunch of guys just ogling and standing around? Dude, yeah. Everybody just hovers over this. Because it's like one girl. I don't know what that's called. Like It's like like a model and she just stands there and like looks blankly. (laughs) I I think that's called modeling. No, but it has like a name. It's like... Sarah said she looked like she had to take a shit. Which she was like, she, she, she was like, she was like, Imagine why am I here? Like, that's, that's probably more the thought. Why <laughs> am I here? <laughs> why am I here when I could be shitting right now? That's the thought. Same. <laughs> um, was there any specific piece of gear that you guys were looking at? As I guess to narrow it down more, like, was there anything that really stuck out to you where you're like, holy shit, and that you can talk about? I don't know yeah, if there I mean, was any. I don't really know if there know. was like an if they were going around like here, sign this waiver. You can't talk about no, this until exactly after. Like because it, like it's always press that's there. Like all like, yeah, so that's what I figured. There, so no matter like no matter how many like things you try to get people to sign, it's always going to end up somewhere on the yeah. internet. It's so quick. But um, for me, it was cool seeing uh, the DW Icon snare. They have this snare that has that they have. A different artists do each year, like a signature snare for an artist. Yeah. Um. This year they did Terry Bozio, who played Frank Zappa. Yeah. For the longest time. And they get these snares. They it's usually just like a maple, but usually like for drums they do like what painted finishes, wraps, stuff like that. For these icon snares, they do uh like they inlay different pieces of wood, so it's never like painted. So they'll have different colors of wood. It's it's such a weird like. Thing and there's so much time that it takes to make these snares, and I just thought that was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's super fun. I mean, it's cool. I completely forgot, but it's like there's. I mean, there's a whole design portion to all of this, like the way that it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. there's there's the sound itself, and then there's the look of it. Then just all like the fucking artwork they can do on this shit. That's. I mean, I just remember D. Uh, not D. W. Uh, S. J. C. Doing yeah. that for the first time, and I was like, yeah. Oh my god! They had a Rick and Morty snare there. What? At S. J. C. And I was like, Okay, Holy that is shit. so sick. Did you feel it? No. It was like laser etched. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. It That's was super sick. Cool. There was a, makes some crazy stuff. They make oh, some man. beautiful looking drums. Like you could tell them, like I want a dog peeing <laughs> on a fire hydrant on a snare, and they'll make it look beautiful. Okay. Yeah, they yeah, will. It's crazy. They had um, a pug on one of the snares with like a crown on it. Oh, one of them looked like a master ball. Oh yeah. Oh right. shit. Because they also sick. did the the Pokemon yeah. drum kit. Oh the yeah, Pokemon for um, drum kit is so sick. Josh Manuel. Yeah, for yeah. Uh, yeah. from issues. Yeah. Oh, that kit. So sick. Oh, have you fair. seen their Have you seen their whole yeah. stage setup and the way that they? Yeah. They have the, the, the black that, market yeah. custom cabs that are like actual like cartridges from. Yeah, they look like and Nintendo. They light game up and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, it's so fucking awesome. So, so and, much money, but that's so sick. And that well, the first time I saw them do that, they came out to the Pokemon theme song, and then they did the whole thing. And then this time, the last time I saw them at Warp Tour when they played, they came out and they performed. Yeah, it themselves. they did it, and I was like, "That is so." Yeah, sick. it was awesome. It was <laughs> really, really cool. Um, the first time I ever saw Issues was if we're gonna really date this back, I saw "Woe Is Me" um, in Las Vegas yeah. at Warp Tour. Okay, what about with the Pokemon one that you were talking about? Uh, that was in San Jose when they opened for All Time Low. I was there. That was a fucking great show. <laughs> that was a good show. That was the first show I got to use my Canon uh, 6D camera at, oh, really? and I, I I got this one shot of with the amplifiers and that's all I wanted like I just wanted some good shot with all of with some of them and the amps in it and I got one where um Tyler's in the photo and he's just standing there the amps are all lined up and they're lit up and you can clearly see it's like Pokemon blue red Mm. 
And then I got in the background Sky, their bassist. Sky Court is mid jump, and his hair is flying up in the air. That's awesome. And I was like, "Fuck!" That was what I wanted. <laughs> um, oh, that's awesome. Uh, what was I gonna say? There was an SJC drum kit that I saw years ago, but like, kind of like you were saying, with just how you could give them whatever they want and they'll do it, yeah. um, and they'll make it just look insane. There was a, I think it was the second all-time low record the so wrong it's right mm-hmm. where they had like the really bright colored artwork on the front of it they i think i saw this video where ryan dawson was just kind of like they said what do you want on your kit because you're gonna do this tour and he's like here's the album artwork just have fun go wild and then they <laughs> brought back and it was this fucking crazy like they took all the artwork and they just wrapped it in these crazy colors and all this shit it was amazing um Sick. it was super I always remember them for that because of what they were able to do. Yeah, so many like kits they've done. Like we were just talking about this the other day. They did um, what is it? The this? Jaws one. The Jaws one. Yeah. Where, have you seen that one? I, yeah, I have. Where the hoops are the teeth. Oh, that's yeah. so sick. Um, yeah. They did the Super Mario kit. Back to the Future. Oh yeah, thank they you. did a Back that to the Future kit. It's wild. Like, it's, it looks like a DeLorean, and there's wings on the bass drum that open up like suicide. <laughs> but they actually <laughs> open and close. Yeah, like automatically. It's sick. It's for uh, We the Kings. Oh my! Oh, I'm so excited to shoot the tour this year. Then. Oh yeah. That's gonna uh, be awesome. Still play that kit. I, I, Betha saw them with that kit. Dude, really? if yeah. if you have a Back to the Future kit that look like, after this, look it up. You'll be like, wow, that's insane. Fuck it, I'll look it up right now. Okay. And then like, all yeah. the bass drums, If you like, had that, why would you not play hey, that? Why would all you just the not time? keep that yeah. forever? The thing in in the actual Delorean, I don't remember the name, but it has like the flux dates. Capacitor. No, it has oh. like the dates on. No, the flux capacitor is on there too. Yeah, it's on yeah, the. Yeah, and then there's also like the floor thing tom. That has floor the, tom. Yeah. yeah, it's on the floor tom, and then like on one of the toms they have like the actual like dates where it shows all the different yeah. dates. Yeah. Oh all, fuck! It's all, yeah. Like, yeah, it's sick, right? And that. And it's all yeah. Electric. Yeah. Holy lights up shit! Too. And yeah. it light. Yeah, that's with it lit lit the up. It has like the headlights of the Delorean. Oh my god! Like, why would you not keep that? forever. I would only use that. I would fucking keep that forever. Also, a cool thing. Going back to me being a Zildjian fanboy. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, they, he, the drummer, Danny, uh, had A-series, or I think, yeah, A or A-custom symbols, and he got them, like, sil- like finished in, like, a silver, kind of to match the SJC kit. Oh, that's cool. That's that sick. was the first time anyone's been able to get, like, a custom finish on their Zildjian symbols. Wow. That is amazing. Ever. What is okay? So this is going to be a stupid question for someone. I'm I was more the person with drums and with beer, where I'm just like, this makes sound. Okay, cool. That's good. I like that. Um, what I mean, what is the biggest difference that separates cymbals, like in terms of Sabian versus Zildjian versus a custom versus uh, just all the different? Like, what are the what are the nuances of it? Uh, I'm not gonna try to get super into this, but <laughs> we're gonna start fighting if we start. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to the alloys and how they're made, and the, the, they all sound it. different, and they look the same, obviously, but every symbol sounds different. Yeah, it's, it's always it. like the metals, the lathing process of it, like how it's lathed, like etched, like there's yeah. like a little like blade thing that like how it's finished. It off. Yeah, exactly how it's finished. So all this changes, even the shape of it too. Gotcha. Like if yeah. you look at the if you look at the top of a symbol, there's like patterns on it, I guess, from when they are making it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Actually, so. Sabian had a dude sitting there at the booth at Nam. Oh yeah. Hammering symbols, like hand hammering symbols. Yeah, that's cool. They also had a cool. wall of symbols, like a huge wall of symbols, yeah. and I it, like it didn't reach the top because it's huge in there, but it was a very high wall. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. I really wanted to ask that guy, like, hey, can I take a whack at that symbol? Like, he had, like a camera. <laughs> He's just like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
was cool. That's awesome. Um, so you play DW. What, I mean, what are you guys' kit setups if you want to get super into this just to get a kind of... Also, I just totally realized something. Uh, go around and say your names and the band oh, that yeah. you play in because I just totally fucking realized <laughs> we didn't even do an introduction at the beginning of this. Whoops. Uh, my name's Andy. Hi. And what are you playing? Oh, I'm... Uh, oh, for like kits? Yeah. Oh, oh and, and the band Bands. you play in. Oh, the band I play in is uh, No Right. Okay. And I'm using DW, Zildjian, Victoria, yada, yada, yada. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm Connor Haynes. I play drums in Mugshot. I'm using an SJC kit and Zildjian cymbals. Sweet. Zero Abraham. I play in Demon and Me and Mantra. And I play uh, crush drums, and I have Sabian cymbals. Excuse me, it's Ibrahim. Ibrahim. Zero Saeed Ibrahim. Thank you. You have to say your true name. Don't be ashamed. Oh my god. Um, okay, so you guys were there for two days. You, the place was fucking huge. I mean, is there? I mean, is there any other event like this uh, for? musicians like just that are either gearheads or just someone who wants to come and check out New York or is this really it? Is they this have, kind of the destination? Summer Nam. So it's from that's the same way. company. So there's Winter Nam, which is the one we went to in Anaheim. Yeah, that's Texas. the big one. And then they have Summer Nam, which is at um it's in Texas. No, I thought it was in Tennessee. Yeah, it's in Tennessee. Yeah. It's Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, <clears throat> it's not as big. Like some companies will show off some stuff there. Um there's that. There's is it Pasic for drums? Or PASIC, P-A-S-I-C. They do that for drums. I don't really know what else they do for, like, guitars and stuff. But that's... Yeah. Um, there's some... There's... I have no idea. I'm trying to think. There's one more thing, and I can't think of what... I think it's, like, mostly, like, audio production stuff. Got it. Okay. Um, I just kind of try yeah. to think of it on the way of, like, and how there's, like, a million Comic-Cons, and then there's the one big one. Yeah. Versus, like, if there's other kinds of events like that. Yeah. Because I've there's, always There's curious. another event, I can't think of what it's called, but it's mostly, like, audio production stuff, and it's kind of like NAMM, but on a, scholar, a smaller scale. Um, and they just, like, that's when they release a bunch of stuff. The owner of that is sitting in his room screaming, It's this! <laughs> what, you <laughs> fucking idiots! <laughs> That's okay. He doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> I'll remember at some point, and I'll just burst it out. <laughs> Everyone will be like, what did he say? Don't worry about it. For sure. Um, I'm trying to think what else we could cover with this. The, the sickest part for me is, like, all the companies that, like, they don't have gear in, like, guitar centers and stuff, like, Mayonnaise or Dingwall. Like, you have to go through this huge process to ever get one yeah. of those guitars and seeing like so many of them there is so cool and it's also like a two year wait list to yeah. get any of those because yeah. they're all handmade and like oh, it's crazy yeah all these little like <clears throat> boutique companies are like blowing up and like big name bands are using them now yeah, yeah. well so, I mean what's an example of some of them well like Dingwall like he said like yeah. um, is a bass company and they make like beautiful basses but they're on the they're on the basement floor of Nam. Which is like where they put all the companies that like, I mean, not that they don't, the companies down there don't mean anything to anybody, but like, they're not the DW. They're not the, the DW. Yeah, they don't have stuff. giant yeah. booths up on the main floor, like, and that company is like being used by Periphery. Oh yeah. shit! Periphery uses their bases. Mm-hmm. They're the yeah. nicest bases I've ever heard. Like, if you hear like just the bass solo not going through anything, you're like, wow, that is that's a monstrous is sound there bass. A, a dark glass preamp in them, or is that just some? No, that I think that's like a non-specific heard, thing. I heard something about them putting yeah. like dark glass into it. That's because of Nolly. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but like, 
There's and also, I mean, the cool thing is that there's companies you see up on the main floor now that started on the basement floor, like Dark Glass. Yeah, Dark Glass. Yeah. That's cool. I remember being in yeah. the basements. And they had like two pedals at the time. And now yeah. we just saw them this year and they have like prototype amps. They have, he- they have, they have their own head. Yeah. They have cabs. Um, like, they have a new pedal coming out too. Yeah, they have so many different pedals now. Yeah. It's, it was so cool to see that. Nolly also blew them up. Oh, yeah. Nolly was like, hey, Everybody Dark Glass, dude. Nolly's the bass player of Periphery. She's gotcha. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. cool. Anything Periphery, like, uses <laughs> yeah. it, like, freaks out. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I need to get this. And then they're really good at, at uh, selling their their product, too, though. Yeah. I think they're, like, a company's dream sponsorship to, That's true. to get. I mean, Seriously, if Periphery's playing something, you're like, okay, well, guess I got to have it now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Misha, from the guitar player, just came out with his own, like, PV amp, and it... Like, I saw some demos of it, and I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like, did you, did you see the yeah, it was, for a second yeah, walked right out because it, it was so like, fast. it was so much just going on, yeah, there, yeah, a lot happening there for sure. Um, but well, back to what you're saying, like, I think it's super interesting. Like, yeah, there are places like, uh, like the bigger companies don't always sell it. Like, I think, um, what was the name of the brand? Mesa doesn't even work with Guitar Center anymore, oh, so wow. like, they, um, they yeah. wanted to bring a pedal into their store. This is I, I think this is true. This is what I heard. Okay. They brought the pedal. They wanted to bring a pedal into the store, and they had a set price for it. Guitar Center was like, "No, we want a price of this." And Mace is like, "Okay, cool, we're out." Yeah, it was <laughs> super easy. I heard it once because I wanted. I was looking at like potentially. I didn't end up selling the amp, but I was thinking like, oh, maybe I could sell this. Maybe I could, could, and just get something smaller for my apartment. But I was looking at it and I was like, maybe there's a smaller combo because I remember being able to see that at Guitar Center. And then I asked um, someone, and they were just like, oh yeah, they don't. We don't unfortunately do deals with them. And I, it was it was very akin to something you just said. Yeah. Um, I can't remember specifically what it was, but um, it was something along that line. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of companies aren't really going with Guitar Center anymore. Like, a lot of major companies. Uh, who else is backed out from them? Like, I think uh, internet shopping is going to be the future. Internet shopping is the oh, future. Oh, it's absolutely. It's hurt. Guitar Nobody Center wants to go to Guitar Center anymore, dude. Nobody wants to deal with, like, these shithead kids who work at Guitar Center <laughs> who think they know everything. Andy. <laughs> Andy worked at Guitar Center. Yeah. Hey, pupper. Hi, buddy. My dog just came back in from his walk. Hi, Oliver. Say hi. He's like, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the current state of the presidency? <laughs> me too. Wow. Yeah, like, me I too. Wow. You know yeah. Wow. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, I feel like people still go to Guitar Center because it's a lot better to like try out to see it and yeah, to actually pick exactly. it up and play it. Exactly. Yeah. It's really hard to do that like online, but like, sure, you gotta deal with like some of the the kids that don't know what they're saying or kids that are trying to like. Like play way too loud. That's always been the worst thing there. Like, guitar center can be hell sometimes. You do. I'm pretty sure that hell when you die is just a guitar center where everyone I has bet. their amps was, cranked yeah. <laughs> and they're just hitting drums like all day. off time. Oh. I'll never forget working there. There was always this guy that came in. He's, he was my favorite guy ever just to watch him play. He would come in and put. He'd go. He'd go to accessories, grab a guitar strap, go to the guitars, grab oh, uh, like a Jackson or something. Plug it into one of like the the angle amps or something, and just be like he'd be standing up and jamming and like head banging and just riff city. This was in San Jose. Yeah, this is in San Jose. And every time like this guy came over with, like a cool riff, 
Like, you just hear him go, <laughs> like, it was the greatest, my favorite guy to ever come into Guitar Center. So I should probably say this at this point. I currently do work at Guitar Center. <laughs> I work, and so I I understand, like, the definitely the where it's, like, the people that are coming in and can be, I mean, there, there's there can be annoying customers at whatever job it is or whatever. I have to say that I'm actually pretty thankful that our store isn't as huge as in size as something like San Jose because the crowds are, while it can get busy, it's a lot smaller. And it's yeah. it's like people are kind of more contained and they're kind of like, all right, I'm playing this riff pretty le- – okay, there's like – all right, maybe I should turn this down a little bit. <laughs> and people are kind of cool about it. So um, it's, it's been nice. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to get any of the gear for this at any of kind of a rate or <laughs> – or a paycheck to be able to drive down here. So, like you work at the, the Emeryville store, right? Yes, I do. Well, I don't mean to be saying that. I've been there. That one's super there. nice. You're fine. No, it, I, I don't care. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's super yeah. nice. And there's also there's a couple other stores like kind of in the area of Emeryville, right? Uh, not within. Uh, I don't think. I mean, there's the San Francisco one. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will come to that store because it's a little bit bigger. It's well, not only is it a little bit bigger, but it's just going from Oakland or anywhere in the Bay to get to San Francisco on this side, you have to go over the Bay Bridge. And if someone needs something immediately, they're not going to sit in Bay Bridge traffic and then try to find a spot on the side of the street. (laughs) They're like, I don't give a shit if Kirk Hammett's coming in to play something in the store. I'm going to go to this one. (laughs) And I only say that because there was a time when they had Metallica um, come in the store, but they hooked up their amp in the back in san francisco they hooked up their amplifier in the back of the store and just had these riffs playing throughout the store as customers shopped and nobody knew that it was james hetfield or kirk hammett they just thought it was like a live dvd yeah they literally just thought it was something like and they were just playing random like stuff and then do it they did an interview in the like one of the in like a back room or something like that yeah it was super cool that's so cool they they also had uh, going back to this periphery did a sign. They did a, like a whole guitar center tour. Like during really? their tour, they, that's cool. They had, they had meetings. That's awesome. Like when they played San Francisco, they did a meeting, a meet up there. Uh, like yeah, just all the different ones. They've had a lot of people at these guitar centers, which is cool. A lot of people hate on Periphery, but Periphery is like one of like the like most fan interactive. Bands they really I've are. Seen. Like yeah, they, they do a lot for their fans. Yeah. Like as far as like meet and greets and like. I mean, Matt Halpern does lessons all throughout his tours. Even like with a, their like their pre-order bundles, they had a bundle where like people could get the stems from their album yeah, and like and, hear everything soloed. Yeah, and their stuff. last album. That's you can, awesome. You can get the stems from. You can like mix them yourself and like. I think that, oh they did the nail the mix thing. Yeah, they, I mean they do a that lot. nail the mix thing is so awesome. Yeah, like the way yeah. that you can I've just been doing go it for in. like a year and it's so yeah so worth it. That's awesome. Can you explain the nail the mix thing for? So you every month you get like uh, stems or raw files from songs that were tracked like big bands like um they've had Periphery on there and like Machine Head, Machine Head and and huge bands like that. Then they have like a Day to Remember or something as well on there. Next month they are. Oh yes. Yeah, and that's gonna be sick. They've had like Neck Deep and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just get that, and every month you can mix it, and then there's like a poll, and everyone submits their mixes, and then someone wins like a prize. And at the end of the month, you see whoever actually mixed it mix it again from scratch, oh, wow. and you get that's to watch awesome. them do it. Oh, that's cool. So, so there was. Um, I feel like that's what's really cool is that there's been a lot of stuff like that in terms of not necessarily that the the veil is coming down over the the secrets behind the mixing mixing process, like where you're not really gonna get that for like pop bands or anything like that, but for 
people that are just kind of like uh, that are within like metal and punk, they're a little bit more willing to do that to kind of show that there's more pe- because there's people that are really trying to break into that and it's a little bit harder to break into. Um, there was there's some stuff that I'll see like on uh, what's the name of it Masterclass where they'll put up like this musician wants to teach you how to do composition and so you buy a course but it's like 12 to 20 different classes that explain music mixing Um, I know that there's the nail of the mix I know that I think uh, there were two that were up on Masterclass there was one with Dead Mouse which was more it's it's geared towards electronic music but Mm -hmm. it's it's geared you can learn it kind of for everything yeah so there's one section that's about mixing another that's about mastering another composition and then the one that i actually really want to see is um the han zimmer one oh, you learn weird. how to compose with wow. Hans zimmer. Yes. yeah do you see he's coming to um i did San he's because he's playing uh coachella so bad yeah he's playing coachella and so he's um doing a one-off show here Hans Zimmer's wow. my favorite, dude. yeah that's gonna be awesome yeah. no Hans. Uh, no he like it they showed a video where they're um He's sitting, he does the whole thing. He does it like they show him in a studio just kind of working on stuff. And then they take him to the theater where they compose the Dark Knight score. And he sits and he explains like, yeah, to get that sound, we put that French horn player up in the balcony. And that's why that's so loud. And I'm just like, fuck. (laughs) That's so nuts. Yeah. So there's... gets me so excited, dude. Oh, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Sierra, the table's lifted up. What's going on? What is that? Six to midnight real fast. (laughs) (laughs) Spooky ghosts. So Hans Zimmer, he does. Sorry, I don't know. He he does like all the scores for all movies. So he does. Christopher Nolan gets him for everything. Okay. Yeah. Christopher Nolan uses him a lot, but yeah. yeah, he does like movie scores. He has a band too. Hey, stop, buddy. He he has something. I don't know too much about that. I think it's called like the Hans Zimmer Project or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Hans Zimmer experience. Yeah, he <laughs> he composed all the Dark Knight films. Um, he composed Inception, Interstellar, Man of Steel. Uh, Man of Steel was one that he did as well. Just everything Christopher Nolan. Everything big, and then he does, and then the Man of Steel was Zack Snyder, and then I think there was something else that he did. Uh, and then he did. Uh, he did one of he the Pirates movies. Pirates, yeah, yeah, he yeah. did the third pi- He did Pirates at World's End. Oliver, what are you doing? He's he's, he's tangled up in your cable. Oh. There you are, buddy. He wants him. <laughs> Do you want to be on the show? Were you at NAMM this year, sir? Were you at NAMM? <laughs> what did you think of NAMM? Make an assessment. <laughs> Park once for yes, twice for no. Make an assessment. <laughs> What'd you think of the coffin case, girls? <laughs> He's like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he woof. Wait, no, that wasn't him. That was you, Ciro. Woof, woof. Traitor! Stop humping my leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the coughing yeah, case girl said to you, right? Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Stop humping my leg. You <laughs> <laughs> have to call security. That is amazing. That was fun, dude. There was a lot of our friends there that were um, like in their own groups because everybody kind of goes with their clique. Yeah. This was my clique, obviously. We're missing Chad, I just realized. Oh, Hi, yeah. Chad. Yeah. Hi, Chad. We were we were talking about possibly Skyping. I just don't think it that we just ever worked it out or were confirmed yeah. the time. I didn't hear from him. It's so. Chad. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. I apologize, Chad, if you were listening to this. I'm so sorry. He would have just yelled really ignorant things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could have had a we could have had a guitar could've player. Got <laughs> could've got there was ignorant. one point in the trip where Ciro and Andy went into a ice cream shop, and me and Chad were just hanging out in the car because uh, we didn't want ice cream, and he started screaming for help. 
for no reason. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm trapped in the car with this maniac. What? We were both That's sitting. We were both sitting in a locked car. And he goes, Help! Help! <laughs> What do I do? On the road with him Chad, I know you're not on the show, but do you want to explain in the group chat maybe what that was? Can we call him and just have him scream, yeah, help? <laughs> hey, God. That's pretty funny. That was also the best part about like, going to see all the different food places. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we ate some cool food. What places did you hit up? Grill Mall. It's like a metal burger shop. Like, you walk in and there's, like, like old Metallica jamming and, like, there's, like, paintings on the walls. They were showing Star Wars at the time. And all their burgers are named after, like, metal bands. So there's, like, a grilled cheese hamburger called the Behemoth. Oh, that's and it's awesome. huge. And then the buns are grilled cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instead of buns, it's grilled cheese sandwiches. That is an American that's what creation. <laughs> that's what I ate. I attempted to finish, but I did not. Got halfway through and left it at his cousin's, cousin's house. house. <laughs> oh, my God. I texted him, like, hey, thanks for letting us crash your place. Here's half a Behemoth. Wait, so, it's a, so, so it's a hamburger with two grilled cheeses? As As yes. Oh, my God. And then other stuff on it. Bacon and, like, cheese, I think. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a food place in San Francisco that's called, um, I think it's, like, the American... It's like the American Grilled Cheese Shop or something like that. Oh, like, I've been there. Yeah, it's yeah. right on Battery Street, and I don't like that much, but the, um, they had the um, they had a macaroni and cheese grilled cheese, yeah. which oh, was wow. pretty fucking good. My girlfriend got that one when we went. Yeah. I had like a just like a regular grilled cheese, but they used some weird like. I don't even know what it was. It was like a spicy Gouda cheese. I don't like it. Oh yeah, cheese. no, they they put like I think they put. I think that I I asked for like American cheese or something like that, and uh, they put it on. Yeah, the spicy use, spiciness can take away from it. Yeah, they use some crazy cheeses there, though. It's like, like a, I don't even know what you call that, like a high end grilled cheese shop. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a place here that does that? Yield cheese shop. The melts, right? <laughs> that place is like the oh, melts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's as high end, but it's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't actually been there yet. Oh, we ate at uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles too. Oh like yes, a must. Everybody, I don't think they liked it that much, but I love going there. I I eat there every time I go to LA. There's two spots I always go to. I go to Roscoe's, and then I go to this uh, burger place called Slater's, and they do uh, half. What is it? Half beef. ground bacon, half ground beef, beef yeah. burgers. So their burgers are like fat, and they're like pink and on the inside. Half bacon. <laughs> yeah, it's so good, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. No Fuck way. yeah, that's so good. We went to we went to Roscoe's and. Chad got chicken that was covered in gravy, and I've never seen something so gross. His hands were covered he in was gravy. His hands for some reason. I'm like, dude, there's a fork and a knife. He's like, I ain't no bitch. I'm gonna use my hands. That that sounds like Chad. I feel like he eats cereal with his hands too. <laughs> he picks the Cheerios out one by one. No, he just like scoops up some milk and cereal with his hands. And like... Oh my god. Uh, I guess the phone is reading. We don't have. Are we going to take a caller? Hold on. I, I <laughs> Do we have a caller on the show? <laughs> this, this, you're this on the air. This isn't live. It's impressive. Hello? Hey, you're on the air. Sketch. Sketch. Sketch, Sketch. Sketch city. People still have house phones? Yeah, we do, we do have houseworks. What's that? I'm 18. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, my God. After my time. I meant before my time. You, well, were you around for Motorola Razors? Yes, you were. Yeah. Okay, first phone, dude. Motorola Razors. Uh, what was everyone's first phone? That probably. First or Nokia. Oh yeah. Nokia's. Yes. I had a Nokia the that you could like you could change Nokia. the plate. Yeah. Yeah. 
plates, like the front and the back plate on. Yeah. yeah. It was always blue, but you, like, you could change it to like a, yeah. flame, like a black with like flames. That was the one yeah. where you could play Snake on it, too. Yeah. Right? Yes! yes. Yeah. I remember those. Dude, the, what was it, those sidekicks? Is that what they were called? The ones that like slid out? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. those were like the coolest those, phones. You, I was like, you, dude. Those are still the coolest. Really cool. yeah. If you had that, I was like, phew. Didn't that's have, sick. Like, did you have one? No, I never had a sidekick. Oh, okay. I always referred to that as the Fall Out Boy phone, though, because they got a big deal from T-Mobile, and that was in every video. Yeah. It's like, can you make it any more fucking... Oh, I love the song. It's great. <laughs> or what was that one that, like, opened, it, like, opened up like a book? Oh, um... The red... The... I can't remember what it was called. It was, like, it was an LG phone, and those were sick, too. Yeah, my girlfriend had that one. Because you right? could like use it like a you know like a no, yeah there were different colors you could use it like as like a normal phone back then or yeah. you could open up and have the full keyboard yeah she had that one it was oh, sick like it flipped both ways yeah, no like it flipped like just like a like book, a book. Yes. No, I always I always like for the last like fifteen years my mom worked for a company that gave our whole family free phones and but they started out with uh, Nextel you guys remember Nextel yes I do <laughs> so, oh yeah be- I remember that because and. Oh, I was just making sure the cable was Hello. not like right. Um, okay, no, now I can hear it. Um, yeah, I remember Nextel because at all the Sharks games, they would be the Nextel fan of the game yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. So the funny thing about it, it was a construction company, so they all Nextel phones had like walkie-talkies built into them, so I could like walkie my mom from work <laughs> or like from school and be like, hey, come pick me up or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. And she would just like hear it out of her pocket. This is the dumbest thing ever, like... That's funny. I'm glad they stopped doing that. Yeah. I never really knew. Oh. Just roll the floor. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Oliver. Oh, shit. All right. Hold on. I'm going to get him. No, I remember keep LG, back, keep back. LG had, like, some really weird phones. Remember that one phone that was, like, the size of, like, an iPod shuffle and it would kind of, like, flip around? Oh, yeah. Kind of yeah, like yeah. how the sidekick was? Yeah. Like, the smallest phone. <clears throat> the keyboard was, like, that. It, it, it was, like, like the size. It was literally the size of your phone. Yeah, like, if I put fun. my thumb on it, I would be hitting, like, five different keys. Yeah. I had a phone called the Backflip. You guys remember that? It was a touchscreen, but it like flipped out and around from the back. So like the keyboard was on facing the back at yeah. all times until you flipped it around. There was like a little touchpad thing. You could like play games on it and stuff. What? Yeah, it was sick. That's some next level stuff. Right? Yeah. I've never seen that before. Or I had a like a PlayStation phone and it, it would slide out and it would be PlayStation what? controllers. Jeez. It was like a PSP and a phone. Oh, I had I that, saw, it was I sick, saw dude. That before. Yeah. I was in like middle school, freshman year of you high school. I was, oh, dude. <laughs> People were like, what is that? I was like, no, I know, dude. <laughs> Peep this. Yeah. <laughs> um, does everyone, did anyone ever have like a Windows computer and they had that uh, pinball game on it? Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah. That, that thing. What was it called? The Space, Space Invaders pinball. <laughs> yeah, oh, that thing was awesome. That was such a fun game. Minesweeper. Minesweeper was great. What else was on there? That game's stupid, dude. Minesweeper. Minesweeper. There's like not any real strategy to yeah, that. There is. It's yeah, there kind of is. okay, kind of, but it's a lot of luck because it's literally no, it it's is, just it like is luck. But there is like a pattern you have to follow. Yeah, pattern. <laughs> Don't quote pattern. There's a pattern. Connor doesn't know what patterns are. There yeah, was. He's, he's 18. <laughs> he's never had. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one Windows computer, and I was like, well, that's never happening again. <laughs> so. There was a, um, it wasn't on the, com- it wasn't like, it didn't come installed with the computer, but uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon was oh like the God. greatest Windows game ever. I've never played it, but I always saw oh. it and I was like, dude, that looks so sick. Uh, I never got to play it. a good game. I played that, but I also played Sims. 
Okay, I never Sims explored Sims. Really? I yeah, like, I never explored I feel Sims. I like people either grew up either doing Sims or like Rollercoaster. I did. Both. I was. Oh, see, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then there's you. So cool. <laughs> yeah, no. Cereal's uh, a nerd, so. Like, I saw. I would. I watched friends play Sims and stuff like that, but that was that was the extent of Sims it. Sims is fun, dude. So, Sims yeah. is always fun. I still listen to like the soundtrack. Dude, oh my god. <laughs> so, dude, Trivium had a song on one, their soundtrack one. That's awesome. What? Yeah, they, uh, what song was it? Uh, I think it was Gunshot to the Head of Trepidation. Do you know that song? No. But, so the thing about... It's pretty metal. You, guys, <laughs> you, you don't know anything about Sims, right? What? You don't know anything about Sims? I played it. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. Who were you talking about? It was me that, I, that I didn't know it. So the thing... <laughs> Their soundtrack, they recreate these songs. It's like Guitar Hero, like they'll record. Oh yeah, when they re- recreated it. But they, they do it in Simlish. Yeah. So Simlish yeah. is the language that they speak yeah. in Sims, which is just gibberish. Yeah. So they'll do these songs, like these big songs, and they'll re-record the vocals to be in Simlish. Yeah. So uh, Katy Katy Perry did that with her song Hot and Cold. Oh my god. Yeah. That so is amazing. Awesome. Is it Simlish or Simish? I think it's similar. It's made up language, so it doesn't actually matter, but... <laughs> what if it's, like, an actual language? Like, you're hilarious. laughing at it now, but, like, it's going to become, like, an actual, like, class you can take in college. No, it's not. Kind of like how, uh, what is it, Star Trek? Dude, oh, yeah, you can take a Trek class. Yeah, you can take a class for that. If that were true, it would have happened already. Sims is is a dying... Yes. Yeah, pastime i would like to learn so much though well they um i haven't played this too much but i'm wondering if they'll do this for the sims now but uh you can get well Crystal Tekken classic on your iphone oh now. no way it was, was that... five bucks no way what? yeah it's the class like watch like look oh that's so Dude. cool and i can go home uh oh my god flashbacks <laughs> yeah like lit- no literally that's it feels like it i gotta try and exit I um, wish everyone listening to this could see how wide Zero's eyes got when he saw that. He was like, dude. So excited right now. No, park closed. I haven't done anything to the you yet. The one time I ever played that game, I had, I had it on one of, my, one of my friend's computers and he let me uh, use it. Um, how do you exit? We had oh. the roller coaster. It was just like the drop. It was like a roller coaster that just drops down. Like the so whole thing. Sick. Wow. Oh my God. It's pretty cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I haven't played it uh, much yet because I unfortunately have shit to do. I'm a grown adult like... and have to do things. Hey, that doesn't even matter at this point. It's the fact that it's on my fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's all that matters. You I can literally I... roller coaster tycoon wherever you want. <laughs> well, this guy came up to me at Warp Tour a couple years ago um, when I did the tour for Project, and um, he was just talking to me and he was asking me about something. He was like... Um, he was like, yeah, where are you from? And we were just making chit-chat. And he's like, yeah, man, I, I miss my girlfriend. It's been a long tour. I There's really, like, only only thing that's been getting me through this whole tour is this. And I was, and so then he pushed his click. He got a mod um, on his phone to put roller co- – or not roller coaster second, I'm sorry, Pokemon Red version on his phone so he could play – like, it was the Game Boy yeah, version yeah, yeah. of it. So and all he did was hit a button, and then it turned into a Game Boy. Wow. And he uh, was those playing – emulations are so sick. Oh, it's awesome. So cool. Was that on the iPhone? iPhone. Oh. Actually, wait, no, no, no. Um, that was on an Android, and then, um, but Android's he said it can be done for iPhone. Okay. So it was. That's so fun. cool! Wow. Yeah. They always have like everything was on iPhone. Like I remember I saw someone playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two on there. That's so sick. Which was the coolest thing? Like they had so many games on there. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Oliver loves eating. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. thing. <laughs> and I just got the headphone bag back from the dog. 
All right. Well, let me see what time it is. Oh, wow. We're actually, we're almost at an hour, which is great. We're like uh, four minutes away. Oh, so we should talk about NAM a little more. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. no, we can, dude, it's totally free form. We can, I mean, the NAM update, we did a lot of that, but we can, yeah, we can talk about whatever. You, I mean, is, are there any closing words, anything that you want to wrap up that we may have left out in terms of talking about the convention? And um, I don't know. The convention was pretty... Straightforward. Like I said, it's really overwhelming, so it's hard to like go back and like yeah pick apart certain parts of the convention. Yeah, like we met a lot of cool people, met up with a lot of cool friends. Um, a lot of artists doing performances too. There's yeah. always artists doing performances. Who did you guys see, by the way? Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. Eric Lots of pretty Moore. women. Like, who did we see perform? Or yeah, what? who did you see perform? So we saw Eric Moore, who played in Suicide Tendencies. Okay. Um, we saw him perform. Me and Connor saw Jason Richardson for a minute. Yeah. That was impressive. That was pretty cool. Um, I caught, we caught a little bit of, um, is it the guitarist of Korn? Oh, yeah. Yeah, head, he was at the ES, yeah, he was at the ESP booth doing some stuff. Yeah. Um, Jason Richardson did stuff. Who else? I don't know. There, the, the shitty thing was that there was, like, it rained a lot while we were there. Yeah. So, like, I don't think they had as many outdoor concerts as they, as they usually do, did they? No, well, the first like, they didn't have any. Yeah, it seemed like it was a little bit slower than it usually is. Yeah. Usually they have, like, concerts going all day outside. They'll usually do, like, after parties, too. I wish we knew about, like, shows. Like, yeah, show I know parties. AFI played after one of the nights. Oh. Really? Yeah. What? What night? Was it Saturday night? Oh. The night we got, uh, not the night we got there, the Friday we went. Oh, yeah, yeah. They kicked off their tour that night. Um, for, <clears throat> But that was not a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a show that was for Despair Faction members for their fan club. Um, it was like their first tour. And then they played in Oakland. The Our next manager's night. like really good friends with them. And oh. Like, could have just gone. Yeah, like actually. childhood friends, right? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Something Wait, like Joel? No, uh, Josh Espinoza. What the really? hell? Josh? I didn't... Yeah, his, dude, he knows like everybody. He was, like, he was like, I've never paid to get into an AFI concert oh, before. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking sick, wow. dude. Wow. Yeah, Josh is a cool dude. Uh, we got to walk around and hang out with him for a little bit. Cool. He's um, my band's manager, Demon to Me. Uh, he also manages like a lot of bands around here. Actually, bands you know, Aether. No, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Spite. He does all those bands. Nice. Spite. Um, Spite. But uh, we got to walk around with him for a little bit and like talk to some companies because uh, I know at least my band's trying to like like break out into getting some sponsorships and like yeah try to have some companies backing us and use but you guys stuff. suck so. but we suck <laughs> so we have to go and talk to them and beg them <laughs> so josh helped me beg <laughs> or you have to go to the basements or i have to go to the basement <laughs> <laughs> can i get sponsorship by a whisper room please <laughs> the, the whisper room was so oh great. yeah it's, it's just like it's this room you go into and you can't hear anything inside of it or you can't hear anything out like no sound goes in nothing goes out it's for so, recording vocals. Yeah. yeah. It's like almost, like, it's super loud in Nam because there's so much stuff going on. You, It's almost dead silent in that room. Wow. It's insane. It's just this really heavily soundproofed little box. And I'm pretty sure for, like, four square feet of this room is, like, six square feet. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's super expensive. It's giant. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah, that's another thing in Nam. Everything's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you're not really everything in music is expensive, let's be yeah. real. Yeah, music in general is just expensive. We picked a really expensive thing to do. Yeah. Drugs yeah. Is probably the worst thing to do. I know. Oh. Should have just stayed in yeah. school, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was so embezzled yesterday. I was like, man, I wish I would have just, like, if I could go back, I would have just done, like, I would have gotten into the tech industry or something. 
<laughs> I wish I didn't have passions or hobbies. <laughs> Passion sucks. I wish life was more boring. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we're yeah, we're pretty much at the end. So if I mean, if there's anything else that we want to wrap up, any closing statements or points or whatever you guys want to do, go for it. I think we've talked about everything. I'm old Greg. <laughs> I'm old Greg. We, talk, we talked about coffee case girls. Yeah, that came That's up. the main takeaway. <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah, you brought it up. <laughs> I don't know. Nam was cool. Looking forward to doing it again. Um, yeah, if you can go, you should go because it's a, it's a fun thing to do. Sweet. Yeah, yeah I really want to go at some point. So, and that's what I brought you guys because you guys know far more about it, and <laughs> I wanted to relay that back to the audience. We can get you. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. I would totally want to go. And, yeah. Unless you're like a huge famous company, shameless get you in. <laughs> oh, by then he won't need us. Yeah. yeah. Not, <laughs> well, at that point, if that ever did happen, you guys would all be guests. So yeah, yeah. you can get us in. Yeah. So then it Sweet. would go. No. Okay, that ruined it. Don't <laughs> do that. No. Outside, how about Damn it! All right. I thought we were gonna get the whole thing. All right. <laughs> All right, on that note, we're going to end. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next Bye. time. Bye. All right, um, I'm going to talk about one single thing that did happen. Um, on the last episode, the Chasing Safety episode, I talked about something that happened where I said thank you to three people that have nothing to do with the show, um, and I want to explain it a little bit more. I was going to put the actual introduction um, or the actual clip from it into this, but I did not ask. I don't want to lift it from their show um, because it just wouldn't be right. I'm going to tell you exactly where it is in the show and which episode it was so you can go check it out um, and please subscribe to their show. But um, several years ago, um, in 2013, I went through, I believe it was 2000, yeah, 2013. Um, I basically, I just had a really shitty year. Um, everything was really just, going wrong um and uh, there was an icing on the cake moment i'm not going to talk about it here maybe one day i will but just it was it made me feel like complete shit um with what said person did to me and said person has since apologized for what happened and we have moved on but even then it's still you never forget that feeling or that pain no matter what um if someone wrongs you, you can, uh, you can forgive, you can do it. But even then it's, it's hard to forget kind of what happens. It's just, it it was, it was a weird emotionally scarring moment. But anyway, the point is there was a period of my life when I'd suffered from depression. I, I still suffer from it. It's, it's something that I'm not afraid to talk about. Um, but my cat just ran around the room. He's going psycho. Um, there was a point in my life when the word suicide came into my mind and it wasn't and to elaborate I didn't plan anything I didn't try to commit suicide I didn't try to do anything like that but it was the fact that that word came into my mind for someone who had always said there's always something to live for it scared the living shit out of me and I caught myself right when I started to think about it and I said, I kind of just had that, that word came in and, and, it, and I thought, what the fuck am I doing? No, you can't do that. So I retreated back into 
just kind of into my house for a very long time. I I was in college, and so it was during this winter break, and things things I I just I didn't I cut off communication with everybody. I did binge watch Doctor Who for the very first time, and I fell in love with that universe, and I um I loved that show for everything that it did for me, and for um just how it really let me escape. Um, I woke up every single morning and then watched it and then went back to bed, got up and did it. And I recharged from doing that. And that was good. But I started to get up and I said, I should probably get a job. I started to work at my school's bookstore. And there was a show that I discovered um, because you could listen to your iPod or your iPhone if you were working the back and just uh, doing uh, like stocking and things like that to make the time go by. And there was a show called Nerdist. It's a podcast that's still going to this day. It was started by uh, three gentlemen, uh, Chris Hardwick, Jonah Ray, and Matthew Myra. And I discovered the show because they did an interview with someone that it, it had come on my radar at a later time, but it was something that they did with uh, Gerard Way, who is the vocalist of one of my all-time favorite bands called My Chemical Romance. And I fell in love with the way that it was done because I was very sick of seeing interviews that were just done in such a shitty manner that had a complete agenda that weren't focusing on the artist. They weren't focusing on the people that they were there to talk about. Um, and it was, it was just like trying to get like pop culture facts or, or whatever, like TMZ kind of bullshit there was. And it was literally this, it was like hearing, and I say this in this, three brothers that I never had talking with and just, just goofing around and being positive and having fun. And I started to read more about Chris Hardwick and Jonah and Matt and what they did. And it was, I was told all my life, you could only do one thing. You, it's just like, focus on one thing, go and do it. And for some people that works. And then there's people like me and like a few other people that I have worked with and do know that can't do that. They want to do a thousand different things. And it inspired me to start shameless promotions it inspired me to start a podcast eventually and to get my voice going i know this intro is way longer i know that we have a lot more to talk about thank you for bearing with me if not you can skip ahead i don't give a shit that's totally fine um this is this intro this one is this moment right here um i'm saying this for anybody who ever feels lost for anyone who ever feels like there really isn't a way out because i promise you that there is a way out of the darkness, and it's not through uh, self-abuse or through suicide. Um, depression is a real thing, and it's something that affects it affects millions of people everywhere. But even when you think that you're alone, you aren't, because there's someone going through it. And the reason I said thank you to Chris, Matt, and Jonah on that show is because I got to go to SF Sketchfest... I bought tickets, and um, if you listen to the Nerdist podcast, when they do live episodes, they do something called quements, which is the combination of the word question and comment. Um, when people started coming up and they would say, let's take questions, some people would just go and give a comment about something. It wasn't necessarily a question, or they do both, so they combine the term. I was lucky enough to be the last person to get to do it at the show, and I got to talk to Chris Hardwick, and... I read this little introduction, this this little question or this little comment that I'd made, and he stopped me after I had finished the first paragraph, and he said, "I have an idea. Stay right here. 
um, would you like to be a part of something with us? And I said, sure, of course. And so Matt and Jonah walk off the stage and they come up to me, which I didn't expect. Nathan Fillion was also there, which was fucking unreal and awesome. And I got to talk to him for a moment from the crowd. Um, and he was super sweet and very funny. Um, they came down and you can go onto my Instagram at Jared Shameless. And there was a little thing that we did where they had me read my letter. And then they gave me a huge group hug and I got to give them photos that I had taken after that time in 2013. And after I started to really get inspired and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to make something of myself. There was a thousand things I wanted to do, but one uh, like the podcast, obviously, but one of the things I wanted to do was do concert photography and it's still something that I do to this day. It's one of the things that I love doing. And so I got to give them photos that were taken after that period of time when I was like, I'm getting up off my ass. I'm going to make something of myself. And they were all photos of guests that they'd had on the show. So I gave them little prints of like Corey Taylor from Slipknot, uh, Jack Antonoff from Bleachers, Fits in the Tantrums, Macklemore, who was on the show, uh, different things like that. And it was it was one of the it was one of the most humbling and nicest moments and i say humbling because they were it, it felt like they were generally or not generally but genuinely taken aback by by it and the whole little thing is there i feel like i'm totally butchering this when i'm saying this but the whole thing is on the nerdist podcast episode sf sketch fest 2016 with nathan fillion if you want to kind of hear what i said you can go to the podcast and skip ahead to, uh, I think it's like an hour and 15, hour and 60 minutes or something like that. Um, but Chris, Matt, Jonah, if you are listening, I would like to say thank you. And it was a complete and total honor to meet you guys. I do hope, um, like any other podcaster would, to I hope to get you guys on the show one day and to just chat music and your story and comedy and... Um, Everything, everything that I that drew me to your guys' show, I I hope to talk about with you guys one day in detail. Um, so I know I'm kind of rambling right now, but it was just it was a very special moment, and it's something that it it'll stay with me forever. And I just want to thank you guys for that. Um, I know that got kind of serious and a little bit heavy at that moment, but uh, the biggest thing I do want to say is if you ever feel if you ever feel alone, if you ever feel dark if you ever feel like there's nobody there um please reach out to a friend a family member to me oh like i'm always i mean you can email me anytime jared at shamelesspromo.net and i will answer you um there there is a way out of the darkness and it is not through it it is not through self-harm and it is not through suicide it is through talking and and really getting yourself back out there. It's different for everybody. There's always a different process for people, but just please know that you are not alone and there's a way to get help for it. So on that rather serious note, um, I, and I, I'm saying this now and I'm happy that this episode was very lighthearted and very fun. Um, here we go. This is episode number 67 of For the Record with Ciro, Connor, and Andy talking about NAM 2017. And for the purpose of what I just said, and just because I want to be fun, enjoy your burrito, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> 